Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. It's a Pride Month bonus episode. My guest today is actor Hal Sparks, who's Spark, Sparks, Spark, love it. Anyway, Hal's Spark is the monster hit Kiss album, Destroyer. What does all of this have to do with Pride Month? Well, Hal was in the US version of Queer as Folk, and he's a staunch ally. And Kiss, I mean, look at them. If that's not camp, I don't know what is. And I know camp doesn't equal queer, but it doesn't not equal queer either. Look, just... Stop trying to follow my logic and enjoy yourself, okay? Let's dive right in. Quick Hal facts. Hal Sparks is a stand-up comedian, actor, musician, political commentator, television and radio host, and television personality. He hosted Ease Talk Soup and played the role of Michael Novotny on the American television series Queer as Folk. He played Donald Davenport in Lab Rats, and he was the voice of Tack in Tack and the Power of Juju television series and video games. Quick Destroyer facts. Destroyer is the fourth studio album by American hard rock band Kiss. It was the third consecutive Kiss album to reach the top 40 in the US, as well as the first to chart in Germany and New Zealand. The album was certified platinum, the first Kiss album to achieve that benchmark. 
Destroyer also marked a departure from the raw sound of the band's first three albums, featuring a somewhat more commercial sound. And there you have it. Let's join the party, shall we? Here comes my chat with Hal Sparks about Destroyer. Do you remember discovering Destroyer, being turned on to it? Just more generally, some, you know, hazy memory of around that time. Sure. I, well, I was in uh, laying in wait of the album Destroyer because I bought my first Kiss album when I was five years old at a flea market with uh, $2.50 that my mom had, like, I had worked to save up. So I was like, I'm putting my nickels away, essentially. And um, this was a fresh album that was coming out. This was, you know, the first album that was released while I was aware of the band. I had gotten the Kiss originals, all three of the original things, because we didn't have a television when I was growing up until I was 14, until I moved to Chicago. So in Kentucky, I just listened to the radio and music and, you know, uh, made silly jokes for my family. So that was kind of my beginnings. And I remember seeing the original Kiss artwork with their faces on it, where Peter Chris had kind of the Beatles-y makeup, you know, which was a little segmented cat version of what he had, which was very 60s looking comparatively. But then the Destroyer album cover, the ads were up at Kitty Hawk Records in Frankfort, Kentucky, in the mall and I I had seen it when we were going to shop for clothes for my sister that it was happening. And the artwork is um is gorgeous. It's the it looks uh, like a Boris Vallejo kind of Conan the you know mm-hmm. the barbarian album cover you know the or a comic book cover. Just the artwork and it's a full on painting. It's gorgeous. The int- the fascinating part is on the back of it is the picture of. The, I guess the waist laid behind them or whatever, but them without the picture or the picture without them in it. Like I, I was just like fascinated by this as a, just the concept art in and of itself and what possibly lied beneath. And I was not disappointed. I was uh, almost seven years old and I was like, it's, I'm getting, <laughs> this is happening. It's good. You know, I, I remember just jonesing on it for jonesing for it for months. Yeah. Yeah. There's that specific kind of pre-internet excitement when oh, yeah. you see like a poster for something that you're really excited about. And it's like, holy shit. Here it is. comes. Well, I mean, you can, you can argue that like a lot of Kiss's marketing was borrowed by a lot of other people afterwards. And I, I remember the, the next thing I, I saw anything like that was the Michael Keaton Batman where they were just putting a symbol up everywhere. Mm. And there was this kind of like, whoa, wait a second. Why is there just the bat symbol on a giant billboard? You know, it was very smart. And uh, and Kiss's marketing at that point, because it was such a visually oriented band, was very smart. It was a focus that other people just didn't really have. Like Boston with their kind of like reusing the spaceship idea and stuff was great. But and it, like Journey's logo didn't match with who they were necessarily. It looked like some sort of, you know, Blade Runner art considering what the band was. But there was a congruence between what you saw, what you heard, and what you got from Kiss that was, the through line was perfect. And it was one of the first versions of that that was perfect. Because even, the, I would argue, the Rolling Stone Lips, the big one that we know of, looks more like an Aerosmith logo to me. Like if you drew from, you know, you're just like, how do you draw an Aerosmith logo that's based on Steven Tyler's face? 
it would be that it wouldn't that's not the face i would gather from you know or the the logo lips and tongue i would gather from mick jagger per se mm-hmm. as a you know it's just somebody you know standing back from a marketing standpoint but kiss was just like yep 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 that's exactly it that's exactly mm-hmm. what they look like that is exactly what you're going to experience and especially because they had added more flames and more kind of explosive elements to their live show to draw that audience in that the cover art again was reminiscent of kind of what you're going to experience it's like you're in the first 25 rows you're going to feel the physical heat on stage imagine being in those outfits and three maybe six feet away from those flame pots all night long forever by the way i'm you know i'm surprised those guys didn't get barbecued more often yeah um but the stuff you're saying about uh the aesthetics i think the thing that also separated them you know definitely the uh way that they used merchandising was pioneering like around the uh alive tour it was like ah we can use this image to make some money but a lot of the other acts that you mentioned it feels like the imagery is a a ploy to create an identity for the band and with kiss it's like this is who they are Kiss made everybody, I think, recognize back in the 70s that having a logo that was recognizable more than just the quality or your name meant a lot. And it defined all of the band logos going forward. I mean, the Beatles had a uniformity to it, but it was more like the writing of the Beatles is more a, a more era marketing than it was the band itself because it was using this kind of 60s bubbly, you know, Brit pop element of uh, how they wrote Beatles, like the design of that logo Mm -hmm. on on a personality level is more about this is the sixties than this is the Beatles. You know what I mean? Whereas kiss was just like, what the shit is that? The, the the two main guys in the band are are Jewish, but those look like lightning SS Nazi uniforms. As a matter of fact, they had to change the S's. The only thing that makes it not perfect as a logo is that they have in Europe, they have to change it in some countries because those SS's are illegal. So they they have to create a different version of it. So as a KISS fan, you get to buy things twice because you get the alternate covers in yeah. some cases. Yeah. But that that comparison to the Beatles, I think, especially at the beginning, uniformity, like literal uniforms, they were all exactly yes. the same. And it was about having a brand identity that made each of them interchangeable with the next. And with KISS, you see that logo And I think with any other band that has an iconic logo, you look at that and you think of the band as a whole, but it's kind of this abstract idea. It's like some dudes who play, or you might have Mick Jagger and Keith Richards in your mind, but it's still kind of like, you know, just rock stars. With Kiss, that logo is like, you are in it. You know each of these guys. The demon, the space ace, the star man, and the cat man. And and each one of them had a personality to what they were presenting you know that you know there were there were bands with two singers in them there were uh, almost no bands with where everybody did a song it was basically the beatles maybe the eagles uh, as far as big bands went Mm -hmm. where everybody got a turn at the mic kiss the joke was they were all in paul's cab he drove a cab and they and they were trying to come up with a band name and so, and lips had already been taken by somebody. And Gene, I think it was, who said, "What about fuck?" as a gag. And uh, and Paul said, "How about kiss?" And nobody laughed. He thought it was kind of he was just joking around. And they were like, "Wait a second. 
And so uh, Paul drew the original logo and Ace refined it. Ace kind of, because he'd had a graphic design uh, background to some degree and, you know, in college, I guess. And like, he just decided to like refine the lines and everything. And that was that. In the in the parting of the band and they're breaking up, you find out later that Ace collects Nazi memorabilia and is kind of a dick to Paul and Gene about stuff. And it's no surprise that that refinement came out the way it did. Right. So amazing. Just like, holy hell, like today, the amount of like the, the concept of canceling that would happen mm-hmm. if a band came out and that was the story. But they I, again, the irony is, uh, you know, the two lead guys who built and bred the whole thing are you know are jewish stanley eisen and uh chaim witz gene yeah. simmons who was gene klein is his english name and then like fast forward the first album's in 73 yeah and then by 76 they had four albums out including a lot you know three studio and one live record and alive was the big blow up that's what funded destroyer and uh destroyer was like oh we got we can sound like we want to sound like you felt like looking at this, like this is what I'm going to see, you know, when I see them live and Detroit rock city is one of the reasons why I like, I don't drink. I've never had an alcoholic drink in my life. I don't do drugs. I'm never going to. And there's a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest ones is the song, the opening track of destroyer Detroit rock city, because it's, a, it's about a guy who is going to a show and dies in a car crash because he's drunk, basically a anti-drunk driving song. And you can hear the dude start up, Pontiac, Michigan Duke was reported dead today at the scene of a head-on collision on Grand Avenue. As he's turning the station, you hear him, a Kiss song comes on, and you just hear him drive away. And then at the end of the song, you hear a crash and he dies. So I was like, I'm not drinking. (laughs) I'm never going to drink in my life. I'm never going to miss out on life because something stupid happened. The other thing was probably the young introduction of just like understanding that I, you know, that I liked girls and I wanted them to like me <laughs> at a very young age. And then the rest of the album was like, well, you know, if you're dead in a car accident, you're never going to get to hold hands with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, so uh, that, that also helped settle it in that regard. Time to stretch our little legs, but we'll be right back after the break. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And that that kind of storytelling, I mean, I've, I've read people making the suggestion that Destroyer is a concept album, but the concept is Kiss. Um, yeah, and sure. that, you know, they'd come off the back of Alive, which was 
a vehicle for bringing the energy of the live shows into the music that they'd already recorded. And then Destroyer is taking that live energy and bringing in the theatricality of those shows, kind of embellishing things, giving you a little bit more color around the margins, and also tightening up the band, like all of these stories about Bob Ezrin, you know, wearing a whistle around his neck and saying, come on, campers, time to go. And, you know, being a bit of a taskmaster, getting them to do a little bit of music theory, having like a banging something... uh, uh, in lieu of a click track to kind of keep them on on time. Well, again, most of that is about Ace and Peter. You can't yell at two of the guys because you'll break the band up. So you got to yell at everybody equally. And that was Ezrin's brilliance at that point was he was like treating it. And that's why he said, okay, campers, he was trying to get them, uh, you know, make it seem like he's trying to get everybody. Everybody's got their problems. Well, no, we're not really, you know. Right. But then, you know, also pulling individual members away from the others to kind of give them notes and say specifically, this is for you, which, you know, I I don't think the band up until that point had really operated that way. That was like, we're all in a room together. We're just doing it. In this particular case, Ezrin did it right. Ezrin was both like life coach and producer during this process. Mm -hmm. And it, it, and the resultant kind of theme to theme, top to bottom storyline of this uh, album, you know, is, is, is evident. Yeah. Yeah. And like having, uh, the vision, seeing a band that is becoming bigger and bigger and has so much potential to broaden their audience, going to their shows and saying, you've got all these engaged fans who absolutely love you, but it's a fucking sausage fest out here and we've got them find a way to bring women and girls into the fold and help them to understand how great you are too. And, you know, part of the magic of a song like Beth is that it does broaden the appeal. Oh, and yeah. This album was still doing okay. You know, it was sold more than any of their other albums had. But Beth becomes this hit single and changes their, you know, the whole demographic. I, it's exactly that they... why there are no hair bands without at least one ballad on every record. I mean, it defined the 80s as a every rock band needs their Beth. You listen to the songs they're putting together at that point, and they're like, this is our mission statement. This is what we do. This is what we're going to keep doing. And here they are. Those words in the in the songs on that record, they're still playing it out to this day. And a lot of other bands that are like writing their, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know lyrics. I don't know where they are. Yeah. And it's like the uh, cohesion of this music, the image, the defined character of each member, and these gigantic legendary live shows which has a lot to do with their success as well that's like even if you're not getting radio play when people know they go to see this show and it's not just a concert it's an experience it's something that's really going to stick with them and the dedication to all that stuff from the moment the band started throughout their whole career it's like they they don't shy they don't you know no and and i would argue that maybe that you know as a decision early on when you know they're not going to play your music no matter how much the fans love it by the way and let's let's be abundantly clear image or no i as a fan love the music and i'll i you know album covers could be one thing you can see an album cover and it's not reflective at all when you listen to a Boston record, there's no spaceship landing in your yard. So the idea is that artwork's nice, but if the music doesn't touch you or move you or connect with you in any way, it doesn't matter. It will ultimately die. No, no image is strong enough just to carry it by itself. And I think that's when like Kiss's detractors don't get that. 
because I've always been under the belief system that the entirety of the world most of the time is trying to chip away at your self-esteem. It is part of the goal. It's the crab bucket we all live in and nothing will ever really change that. So a reinforcement of your self-confidence is a necessary part of the recipe of being a complete human being. If you let your own self-confidence take too many hits, eventually you'll fold and the world will be denied your worth. You won't step up when you've got a gift to give. I really believe that. And music like this, and, and people who've already folded will never uh, understand it. It gives you that lift. It's there. You know, it's, I mean, in Detroit Rock City, get up. You know, like that's, the, they yell that word at their audience. Mm -hmm. um, and that has meaning. But the, the idea is that even though that's Gene singing or that's Paul singing or, that, or whatever, um, when I sing along with it, I'm singing it. I'm mm -hmm. putting myself in that place. And it, you know, seven, eight years old or whatever, that's, it's, it's a good recipe for a kid who's not going to get, you know, stepped on. And again, in, in the seventies where, you know, I, I was bused to school like an hour and 10 minutes took me to get to school, uh, you know, driving into Frankfurt, the edge of Frankfurt from the sticks through the woods and not, and not because it's that we stopped along the way. <laughs> like we had like two stops between my house and my middle school, you know, after that, because it was far, <laughs> we were out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, and it was an invaluable gift. Like this album was an invaluable gift. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a lovely, lovely note to, uh, to finish on. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been really, really fun. It's like, it, you know, these conversations are always, uh, I, I can kind of live vicariously through the uh, the guests' enjoyment of what they're talking about. When, but when you can just feel the passion that you have for this, it's uh, yeah. it's exciting for me. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there is no art that lasts without heart in it. Even if it does, even if it's not the beat of my heart, I don't have to like what you like to love that you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't have to love what you love to love that you love it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. I can only my the music that I love has taught me as a human being to own the importance of that music for everyone. Whatever art moves you, I need as a human being for you to find what yours is. I don't need you to like mine. I want people to have the same experience with something that I had picking up Destroyer and listening to it and going, this is part of who I am. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah. That's it. That's, that's exactly what this show is about. So right on. I, uh, well, thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you making time for me. This has been a, a true joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. Kiss man for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Be well. Bye -bye. All right. Cheers. What a fun one. Thanks again to Hal for talking to me. Uh, if you are interested in progressive politics and why, may I ask, wouldn't you be? You should check out Hal's daily live stream show, Hal Sparks Mega Worldwide. And that's about it. Short and sharp little bonus episode, right? Follow me on social media at Spark Parade if you dare. 
and enjoy NYC Pride this weekend if you're around. I will be out there roaming the streets in the village, so see if you can spot me. And until next time, bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.